Hey everyone, Tom here from Hops and Bops. Welcome back to episode 85 of the Hops and Bops podcast. Um, I know Mike and Joe aren't here. We had a little bit of a scheduling conflict. I know if you're going to be missing out on their their hot action, we're going to be uh, coming back next week with two really interesting albums, so uh, stay tuned for that. But I thought it'd be really interesting if I brought in three different um, albums that I thought were important that just came out this year. Um, that you should definitely check out that I don't think I would bring to the podcast as their own episodes, but nevertheless, I think are really, really good albums. And those are It's Almost Dry by Pusha T, um, Who Cares by Rex Orange County, and uh, Learn to Swim by Red Veil. All very, very uh, good albums. You'll, you'll see them on my end of the year list, but um, figured I'd talk about those three. If you want to change up your style just a little bit from you know what we usually have um, and pair that, figured can't go wrong with a nice Corona. Um, classic, classic beer. Didn't want to try too hard. We're going to have a, you know, the standard, you know, quadruple, septuple IPA coming out next week. Um, but, you know, had it around the house. It's just a classic staple. This one might be a little rough because it went like cold then hot, then cold then hot again. Uh, now it's cold ahead in my fridge. Does smell a little, little rough, but I mean, it's a Corona. You can't, you can't beat it. So cheers if you're drinking along. If not, sorry. <laughs> still good it's still good still great smooth crisp i figured i would go with it because it was it was just here that i had it didn't have to work super hard to to go get a different beer just for this um honestly it's one of the easiest beers to have i think um you know anyone that you, you can give a corona to anyone especially even we were just at a russian lady which is now the ukrainian lady which is a um, kind of like a club in Hartford, Connecticut. That's where we're, we're at. And all night, I was just like, you know, I don't, I, you know, I had a Jack and Coke that was like a twelve dollar Jack and Coke, like it's a freaking ballpark. And you know, I was just like, well, do you guys have like a beer? I'll take a Corona. I don't want like a Bud Light. That's a little too pissy for me. Um, this is, you know, it's a Mexican beer, La Cerveza Mas Fina. I had a cut out of a uh, a John Gruden, which is the football coach who was advertising. He was the mascot for um, Corona a while ago, and he kind of became like a staple in our uh, our college apartments just because we had him all the time. And he was just sitting there like the corner of all of my, my apartments. So um, Coronas were definitely a staple of growing up um, in college. You know, even at family gatherings, we'll grab... We just went to my cousin's house, and... Uh, my dad was like, "Oh, we'll get some beer. We'll get a twelve. We'll get a case of Coronas." And then we got there. My uncle already had a twelve case of Coronas, so it just it seemed to work out, you know. It's really easy, you know. You don't have to overthink it, you know. It's it's smooth. It's not too flashy. It's it's down to earth. Everyone can have a Corona. Even the biz, even the biggest like beer snobs in the world can have a Corona and still be very happy with it. So um, you really cannot beat it. I really enjoy it. Um, it's a go-to definitely for me. If you know you go to a party and they have all these like basic drinks, I know a lot of people like Coors Light or Miller Light. Excuse me. Um, but I think this is just a, a staple. It's not a traditional, like, American-style beer, which I think is a, definitely a plus for its case. Uh, golden, smooth. You can put, like, you can change it up a little bit. You, obviously, you put the, the lemon in there, the lime. I prefer the lime. I didn't have any on hand, surprisingly. Um, but that's what they are giving us at the bar, too. 
and you know it's great you can even mix it up a little bit i've seen people try to kind of do like a dui kind of thing where they'll put like they'll make like a tequila sunrise out of it or something i think i saw a tiktok where they were like oh drink a third of it and then you fill the rest with tequila and grenadine and then you mix it up and you got a oh a nice tropical drink it seems really easy so um it's got a lot of maneuverability with it and you know it's just a classic brand you really cannot beat it and i know i'm over simplifying Corona. I mean, if you're watching this and you're of drinking age, you've had a Corona. You know what it tastes like. So I want to shut up about Corona, but it's just a fantastic drink. You know, you really, if you're in a more public setting and you don't want to go for like a lager or some weird double IPA, then go with a Corona. I'm not sponsored in any way by them, although I wish I was from all the beer I've drank from them. Um, but yeah, no, it just brings me back uh, a lot of good family memories, a lot of good non-family memories of the two. It's a great beer. Anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, we are going to talk about three different albums that I think you should definitely check out that just came out, or at least relatively new, um, 2022 albums to be specific. I know sometimes, especially on the podcast, we don't really do a lot of newer albums unless they're really, really big and I like it. I know we've done some stuff, especially like my year-end list that I did last time. That was my last solo episode that I've done. Um... But I mean, we've done like Silk Sonic and things like that where I really enjoy it and I want to get it out there as fast as possible and it's still relatively fresh. But usually we'll talk more about classics or, um, you know, smaller artists that came out. But these are pretty big name artists, at least a couple of them are, that I think really do deserve their own spotlight um, in their own special way. So I'm going to be talking about three different albums. The first one is going to be Pusha T's new album, It's Almost Dry. Now, this album is really interesting to me because Pusha T doesn't really do a lot of albums. You'll see, like, people like The Weeknd or even, like, Taylor Swift to an extent. They'll, they'll be, like, larger name artists that just pump out albums, um, you know, within, like, one or two-year turnaround times. Um, Pusha T doesn't really do that too often. He'll definitely hop on a verse from now and then. Um, but in his own personal album cycle... I think the last one was 2018 with Daytona, which was produced by Kanye, um, which is its own uh, well-celebrated album. But in terms of him releasing albums, this is definitely uh, one that, that, that fans have been clamoring about for at least four years now. So um, he was originally in a group called Clips with um, his brother, who was named Malice. Um, he's a rapper out of, uh, I want to say Detroit, but I could be wrong, don't quote me on that. Um, but his big shtick was that he was a very big um, cocaine dealer and drug dealer growing up. And so that's how he got um, a lot of his notoriety and his um, his uh, funds, I guess. Um, so he's kind of built a whole career out of this grimy style of drug dealing bars where he definitely keeps, sees himself as like the coke kingpin but also having this this lyrical ability to it as well, which I think is really cool. Um, definitely, and he, he's obviously it's legitimate. He's not just kind of putting up a front. He has um, reasons that he he gives to make you believe this. So um, anyway, this new album, it's almost dry. Came out. This has a lot of production from Kanye West, like I mentioned, and also Pharrell Williams, which um, is is very cool. They both have their own style. Kanye has a little bit more of a um, soul style approach to it. Meanwhile, Pharrell, obviously, you can tell which ones are his 
by like that four beat intro that he does that you've seen on many other songs. I mean, even on Frank Ocean's album uh, Channel Orange, which you just talked about last week, he had a couple tracks on that too, as you could tell with the four beat intro. Um, but again, a lot of really cool production. Um, anyway, kicks off with the track Brambleton. I, again, I'm not gonna go through every single track off of these albums because I'm talking about three different ones. Um, they're just kind of smaller, kind of snappier uh, albums that I wanted to go over that I think are definitely worth your time. Uh, but tracks that I think stuck out to me, I think that'll be interesting. Um, the opening track, Brambleton, was uh, a really cool track done by Pharrell where he kind of talks about the, the personal side of him going to, uh, I, I like the line, copping border, uh, quarter pounds from the border towns. Um, I believe Brambleton is a town that he went to. It's a street in Norfolk, Virginia, excuse me, where Push's late mother used to work as a pharmacist technician, um, where he would go to and, you know, obviously cop cocaine to sell to other people. And I thought that was a really cool, like, powerful intro to the album. It really kicks things off on a, on a high note. I really love that that nice, uh, that beat that starts off the entire thing. Very, very running. Then you jump to um, my favorite track, I think, personally, uh, dreaming of the past with Kanye actually featured on it this awesome soul inspired cut which I actually want to find the name of right now because it definitely deserves its own um, shout out let me find that real quick for you one eternity later okay so it, it comes from a cover of a John Lennon song actually so it's the the sample of Donny Hathaway's 1972 cover of the John Lennon song jealous guy um, I've actually seen a, <clears throat> I've seen a, uh, a TikTok where they kind of compare the evolution of music, where they show each track and how how much sampling has influenced the rap music over uh, the last couple of generations. Definitely very inter uh, interesting. Um, such a cool way to, to keep the track going. Very very throwback centric. Um, that I think Kanye really nailed in his early years um, of production, and um, again just a really really cool. Um, narrative to the album again it's kind of the same narrative that Pusha does over most of his albums this one is a bit more personal because he's getting into his later years of rapping and uh, doing album cycles like this so um, I think he does sound a little bit more mature a little bit more villainous even very evil on tracks like just so you remember where I think he's just throwing out threats and kind of telling people, hey, don't forget, I am this powerful character, um, just so you remember who you're dealing with, which is where the, the title comes from, where he can just say, like, you know, I can have you, you know, killed. I, I still have shooters out there, basically, is what he's going for. Uh, very underrated track. I think that's probably my sleeper for this album. Um, I don't know if I could give you a least favorite, but you know, I'll just I'll just do I'll do favorite and sleepers. So my favorite is definitely "Dreaming of the Past" by Kanye. Like I said, um, just so you remember, is a great sleeper. I liked the the teaser, which was called Diet Coke, which is a kind of a play on um, ordering like a Diet Coke. But you know, obviously, cocaine isn't really like it, it will it will make you a lot skinnier if you do it a lot. So he kind the the, the hook kind of relates to you order Diet Coke. That's a joke, right? which I thought was really cool. The rapping on that is a the, the flow doesn't really have as many lyrical change-ups as I wanted it to, but um, I really did like the the swagger that he kind of puts onto that track specifically. Um, definitely, definitely a highlight. And also a little bit of a sad note um, on the track Rock and Roll. 
Um, there's a kind of a separate side beef that I'm not going to get too heavy into. Um, but obviously you know what's going on with Kanye right now and his divorce, which he does reference on both of his features, even on Dreaming of the Past. Um, in a bit more of a controlling way where he kind of mentions, you know, when the, the daddy's not home, you know, people are in danger kind of, you know, manipulation, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but whatever. But on Rock and Roll, um, this is most likely, unless something happens, going to be the last feature that Kid Cudi and Kanye do together for a long time just because of that falling out and because Kid Cudi kind of got roped into everything when Kanye was just kind of grasping for straws. And this was recorded before that. So Kid Cudi actually came out on Twitter saying, hey, just want to let you know, um, not okay with Kanye again, but this was recorded before all that, so just want to let you know. So a little bit sad. They've done a lot of really great music in the past, and um, this track was pretty decent. It's not my favorite, but um, again, a highlight that I probably should have brought up. And um, track 10, Hear Me Clearly, featuring Nigo, who I think is the owner of Bathing Apes. Um, if you're not aware, he put out an album, uh, Nigo did called I Know Nigo, which is basically like a DJ Khaled style, like collection of artists that he brought in to kind of push himself out there in the music scene, I guess. And this was a track off of that album. So he basically stole it back so that he could put it on his own release, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I wasn't a huge fan of it to begin with, but, um, you've got like neck and wrist with Jay-Z and Pharrell. This, I think, had one of the better features on the album. Jay-Z, in my opinion, had probably the best feature on the album. I really like the line, um, y'all spend real money on fake watches, shockingly. And um, he kind of mentions his infidelity. They say, the phase I'm on love, I wouldn't believe it either. I'd be like, Jay-Z's a cheater. I wouldn't listen to a reason either. All I know is he's a felon. How's he selling? All these kind of things. You know, obviously referencing Easy e Um... But, again, I really like that. Pusha, or, uh, Pharrell really kind of peeks in here and there, adding his own little bits on, um, like, the post-chorus and on the chorus. Um, he's kind of neck and wrist on la. He's kind of taking over the producer role, uh, in a co-role with Kanye on this, so I don't expect him to have a really intricate, deep verse, but, um, I thought that was the, the best lyrical part of the album, other than Just So You Remember. But, um, yeah, that is the first album that I wanted to talk about. Excuse me. Neck, uh, <laughs> it's Almost Dry by uh, Pusha T. I really, really enjoyed it. Very villainous and dark. And it just came out pretty recently, so I'm, I'm still kind of learning about it pretty fresh. Um, probably one of my more celebrated Pusha T album releases. I did enjoy Daytona when it came out. I was a big fan of that album, but that was a little bit shorter. That was kind of another Kanye um, uh, produced album that kind of came out in 2018 where Kanye was all about these shorter, like, 20, 25-minute releases. Um, it's only th uh, 35 minutes, which if you're not really into it, you know, it's in and out, pretty short. Especially, it's 35 minutes is a perfect length for this kind of album where it's in and out, he has this darker... Um, drug dealer persona, and even though it's not a persona, he he to live with it. Um, abilities to him, um, it's not overwhelming, not overbearing. A great album if you're driving to work or you know to some kind of events, you can throw it on in the background and it's not going to be too much for you. Um, it's a great album. Um, if I was given a number, I'd probably give it somewhere around an eight, maybe somewhere between like a seven and a half and eight. 
Uh, really good album. You'll definitely see it on my year-end list. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for It's Almost Dry. The next album in our trio of albums I'm going to be talking about is the album Who Cares by Rex Orange County. Um, this also came out in 2022. It was a little bit more recently. I think it was probably around February or March. And Rex Orange County is a bit of a different artist, not a hip-hop release, um, but a bit more on the indie rock side. Not more rock, but I'd probably say straight-up indie um, if you're into that kind of thing. And even not, very interesting um, pr uh, producer, musician, instrumentalist, vocalist. I originally found out about him from Tyler, the Creator's 2017 album Flower Boy, where he was featured on a couple tracks here and there, and it definitely played into the themes of loneliness and boredom on that album, but I kind of did a bit more of a deep dive. He, Rex Orange County is the great, uh, definitely a great artist if you want to listen to, like, summery happy vibes. Not all of his songs are like that, especially on Pony. I think they're a bit more uh, sadder. But on this album, I think he definitely nailed that on tracks like Keep It Up, which was the lead single. Uh, more guitar-y and upbeat, obviously. It's called Keep It Up. Makes sense. Um... This is his, I believe it's his fourth album. Um, tracks like Sunflower and Lovin' Is Easy and Best Friend, I think, really rocketed him to the higher echelon that he's at. Like, all of his uh, songs, I, well, probably about eight of the top ten, I think, have over, like, 100 million streams. Which, for, like, an indie artist that only started dropping, like, real albums, not real albums, but at least, like, more commercially acceptable albums in like 2015 2017 that era for him to rise to that level so quickly i think is really interesting because no other artist has really done something like that at least with that level of turnaround so he's not really going to be you know like this heavy rock kind of style that you're you can be into but i think he is still very very engaging um very mood based i think like i said i think you can experience a lot of different emotions by listening to him you can either be completely happy or like completely sad and i think this album still plays into those emotions very well um a lot of different sounds that he brings to this the one very prominent one that i think was carried over from his last album was these huge string sections or at least very prominent ones that play very well into his style of music they're very moody cuts but they can also be very swelling, and uh, they, they, they play so well into what kind of style of music he's going for. This album even features a song from Tyler, the Creator, um, called Open a Window, which I believe was the second uh, single. Don't quote me on that, but a great song again. Um, I don't think it's one of Tyler's best verses, but I think the music itself kind of overtakes that. And you can see, like, even on certain songs, the, you'll have the feature that kind of overtakes everything else. I think Tyler just kind of plays into it very well. He doesn't really steal the spotlight too much from Rex Orange County. And it plays super well. It's, again, that same style, that same vibe of uh, not really uplifting, but at least gives you a better mood and a better feeling. I think this album can be very good if you're driving a car with the windows rolled down going you know down the highway or at least somewhere where you can comfortably roll your windows down on a hot summer day and uh, experience this so my one not really gripe but i guess disappointment with this album and maybe it'll get used to me as i listen to it more and more because again these 
or very relatively new, um, is that I think the sound of the album kind of plays, uh, it kind of runs its course after a while. Granted, it is only 34 minutes. It's actually a minute shorter than the last album, which I think is really interesting that you can get to that level of not shorter album, but I guess less bloated. Um, And it can still sound like a little bit of uh, repetitive sounds, but it's a good repetitive sound. So you've got that positive to it. Um, I think the front loadedness of this album is a little bit apparent. Um, you know, you've got amazing in like the, the, the fourth track again, also well fitting of a title. Um, amazing is an amazing track. Um, but you get, you've got these similar style of, uh, string intros that kind of lead into drums and kind of a a bedroom pop aesthetic that Rex uh, portrays. And it's a good portrayal. I really, really do enjoy it. This album, I think really lays the sweetness on very heavy and um, a bit more of a lovier album than his previous album, Pony. Definitely brings the mood and the vibes up altogether, which is a major improvement for me. And yeah, it's just a, just a great album. Go listen to it. If you have the chance to go listen to these albums after this episode, I would definitely recommend this one. It might be a bit slightly lower. I'd probably give it about a 7 range, maybe a 7.5 on a, on a gooder I'm gooder <laughs> on a uh, on a better day. Maybe if it's uh, a bit more sunny out. Again, some some of this some of these albums are a bit uh, mood based, and you don't necessarily have to agree with me on that. You don't have to be in a cheery mood or whatever you want to be in to experience this kind of uh, album, but it does help. So if you've got that around, then definitely do it. I think my favorite track definitely is to go to Keep It Up. Um, I know I harped on that a lot. But um, it was the first single that I heard to this. I was definitely hyped about it when it came out. Um, and it just makes me happy. Like, And that's the point of music at the end of the day. You really just want to have some kind of emotion given to you. Whether it's happy, sad, angry, uh, excited, scared, whatever it may be. Um, this one uh, evokes the most emotion out of me. And it definitely just puts me in a good mood. If I'm ever feeling down, I feel like I could pop this track on and uh, really, really enjoy it. Um, I think if I want to go sleeper, I'd probably say one in a million plays a bit more into that sweetness. Like I said before, um, a bit more of a lovey song. If you want to, um, put this on like a love playlist or like some kind of like mixtape. I don't know what the kids do these days. Excuse me. But, um, yeah, one in a million, definitely a bit of a slept on track. Um, if you want to hear something off this album that you might miss, if you don't go all the way through, I would definitely say that is the one for that. But um, yeah, just a fantastic album. Again, you will see this on um, my year end list. Uh, Rex Orange County, Who Cares is the name of the album. Go check it out. Finally, with the last album in this list we're going to be talking about is Learn to Swim by Red Veil. Now, Red Veil really only came into my, uh, you know, collective within the past, like, couple weeks. I never really heard about him. If you're uh, new to his sound, uh, he is a uh, hip-hop and rapper. Um, he's a hip-hop head, I think. he. If you find someone that can be influenced by him, I would probably give him more of, like, a Earl Sweatshirt vibe, maybe a maybe like Kanye-esque with the, the soul inspired samples um but i do think he is all on his own and there's something about this album i'm not sure what it is 
I haven't really fully come to reason with it, but it is so, so catchy. Maybe it's these repetitive soul samples, like I said before, that really get stuck in your head. Maybe it's the, the hooks really get me. I have found myself humming this one more than I do any other album in this list. I really do enjoy it that much. It has some kind of uh, addictive element to it, at least that for me, that I really, really enjoy. And I'm not sure what it is. Again, I can't put my name on it. Um, and it's not like it's overly flashy. This one, I really do... I, I would compare it to a Corona, really. There's nothing overly flashy about it. It's just very mellow, very smooth. You can put it on or you can drink it, and it's not going to take the entire room by storm. It's going to do its job, do its job very, very well, and you know, be done. Um, this does have kind of a, a an overlying theme to it. Uh, Learn to Swim, you've got tracks like Diving Board... Um, where he talks more about, you know, being pushed into the ocean by his brother or whatever it was, and he would have to learn to swim, which I think can play into narratively, like, you're being shoved into a certain scenario, and you need to adapt and overcome it just by being in it. You know, you can't, like, study too much for something if you don't know how to adapt to it on the fly. And I like the hook where you, like, got a... Um, you're jumping off the diving board. You gotta hold your nose. Again, really, really plays well into his strengths. He doesn't have like a great delivery. I think his voice is a little too generic. But I think again, it does its job. Um, I found myself putting this on more than any other album too. This album, in at least this year, I believe this is my most played album this year. I could be wrong about that. Let me double check on that, though. This is tough to do just by yourself. I uh, definitely miss my boys. So this album... Actually, yeah, it is. It is my most played album this year. I've played it 159 separate... Tr like, uh, if you want to last thought FM, which I know I tout about a lot, I've, uh, I have 159 what are called scrobbles, which means every track, if I combine all my track listens, um, there's 159 of them, which is a fair bit. And this album is very, very new. It came out maybe two, three weeks ago. And I think it's flown under everyone's radar. This is definitely the most underrated um, album so far. Definitely needs more uh, attention paid to it because it is a great, great album. Um, it's, it's really good to pay attention to, and it's really good to have on in the background, you know? It's good for long drives. It's good for short drives. It is good for studying... It's good for drinking a Corona in your room alone to listen to. It's good for playing video games, too. It's good for taking out the trash. I've done all of these things while listening to this album. Um, I think my favorite track, which I discovered through TikTok, actually. Shout out to TikTok, by the way. I'm sure they need my shout out. But um, that's how I find a fair bit of my new album recommendations. And I think Red Veil had a TikTok where he talked about this album he kind of uh, promoted the track PG Baby, which is my favorite track. Um, and that's how I really got into this album. The, the catchiest hook by far, or not hook, but um, a sample, where he's talking about, you can go your own way or leave me. That one I definitely catch myself singing like in the bathroom or just walking somewhere all the time. Um, I, I also want to find the sample of who did that. Um, give me one moment, but again, just a, a really, really cool track that I definitely enjoy. 
This is a sample by the soul band Band of Thieves, released in 1976, Love Me or Leave Me, which makes sense. Um, Just a fantastic track. Um, I don't really catch myself listening to his lyrics too heavily. Um, I'll catch like a line here and there. But again, he is kind of like an Earl Sweatshirt vibe where he will kind of have his own flow, uh, maybe a bit more sedated of a vibe. Maybe that's a good um, thing. I haven't I haven't tried doing it as a, is a doing some kind of uh, extracurriculars uh, to this album, if you know what I mean. Um, but this is his third album, Learn to Swim. I have given his other albums a bit of a shot. Um, Niagara is the other one that I listened to. I did not listen to his first album, but Niagara is also a pretty interesting album. Um, but yeah, PG ba- or PG Baby, my favorite track. I think Working On It was an interesting track too, the, the closer. Um, there are Brockhampton elements to this too, which if you're not uh, well-versed in them, they're kind of a, a moodier hip-hop outfit that just uh, sadly told everyone they were going to be retiring which is sad but um i i think this track symbolizes their um discography too but again still has that soul twist to it that i don't think a lot of other artists really focus on and i think it's a definitely an interesting blend because he really makes these these soul samples his own he really steals the spotlight from from most of them and i think it plays into um his strengths I don't think he's necessarily has the best voice or whatever you want to say, or the best like narrative or whatever. But his production is is phenomenal. I really don't know what I would say is a bad song off of this. I think there are certain elements of each track I think play into each other very well. I think probably Shoulder would be like my sleeper. So I put that one as my sleeper because there are three different artists on it. Um, him. Mech Delawitt and Renaissance Mike. Um, I really like the the chorus sung by I'm not sure which one of them it is, but it's a the female vocalist is just fantastic. Definitely has like a it almost has a bit of a um, a no name vibe to it as well. If you see, she is one of my favorite artists as well. I definitely love Room Twenty Five. Um, could play well with her on a track too. But um, this one has probably one of the lower amount of streams on it, so you definitely go check out Shoulder. Probably one of my, my favorites. I found myself, um, if you're familiar with my 2022 playlist, I put maybe like three or four songs off of this album specifically on that playlist because I'll just keep listening and go, oh, you know what, that one's pretty good. I could put that on there. But again, like a 35-minute album. I, <laughs> I didn't even mean to. I just noticed these right now. These are all like between 34 36 minutes so even if you're not a huge fan of the style or whatever it may be it's in and it's out and you don't really have to you know pay too much attention to it so i think it plays well into those uh aspects as well definitely another driving album too all three of these are pretty good driving albums i'd say um i do find myself doing a lot of listening in the car so this one plays into that uh as well and yeah, that's probably my favorite out of these three. It's not my current album of the year. I will be bringing that onto the podcast. Um, obviously, it's May as I'm recording this, so the album of the year may change for me. But Learn to Swim is my runner-up. It's my number two right now. I know Kendrick has an album that's going to be dropping soon, so that may uh, be poorly timed or it might age like milk. Um, but right now, this is my album, uh, my runner-up for album of the year. 
Um, but it will absolutely be in my top 10. Like, just a great album. I really cannot recommend it hard enough. I might give it like an 8.5. Um, that could fluctuate more up and down as the year progresses, but I really, really do enjoy this album. And it's got some kind of mystic addiction to it. I don't know what it is, but I just find myself coming back to it over and over and over again. It really, really is that good. So, Learn to Swim, the, the number two, uh, all lowercase, by Red Veil. Um, really cool newer artists that I will definitely have on my radar going forward. Anyway, that is my list of all of these albums. Again, definitely go check all of them out. I really cannot recommend them more. Um, if I had to rank them as of right now, um, again, these are, like I said, these aren't my album of the year contenders, but they're close. They're definitely damn close. Um, so I put the Learn to, Learn, uh, Learn to Swim by Red Veil at my, my favorite out of these three. Um, Pusha T's It's Almost Dry, um, right under that. And then um, Who Cares by Rex Orange County, right under that. They're all very, very close on my list. Um, so definitely go check all of them out. I Like I said, I already gave my ratings, but I guess I will give my rating for Corona. This is Corona Extra, not Corona Light, by the way. I um, just wanted to let that, let that be known because I really don't like Corona Light. But I honestly, like, there's nothing wrong with Corona Extra. I will get it at a bar. It's so versatile. You can do it with so many other things. You can do it at family gatherings by yourself um, on a boat. I definitely recommend it at the beach. This is a great beach beer. Again, a lot of tropical vibes as well, since it is imported. Um, it's just a fantastic beer. I really can't say more about it. I've got no negatives, only positives, so that only makes sense to give it a 10. There's nothing else I can really give it. <laughs> like, I think this is the best beer of all time. And that's not saying, like, it can be flashier. You can do so many different things with it. It's not, like, the most complex. That's what I'm trying to say. It's definitely not the most complex. But it's the best simple beer of all time. And it's lasted for so long. I know a lot of people right at the beginning of quarantine were like, oh, coronavirus, corona beer, not going to buy it. Probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But um, I'm happy that I'm drinking this because it's a great beer. Um, you can enjoy it with friends. I've never, ever in my life seen a person that didn't accept a Corona or turn down a Corona because they, they didn't like it. I've never met someone that, that does that. Um, it's absolutely a go-to beer. If I'm at, like, a brewery, will I, will I try it over other beers that they have? No. Um, but if I'm at a, like, a ballpark or if I'm at some kind of bigger establishment that doesn't have, like, on brood or on site taps or like handmade stuff that you want to try um and they have this i mean this is this is leagues above like a bud light uh coors light miller light any kind of those beers um it's it's just fantastic i've got nothing else to say about it um it's a 10 it's it's i'm not gonna overthink this too much uh great beer anyway let me shout them out because like we already do that um, Pusha T, um, he goes on King Push on Instagram, which I just found out. Um, so definitely go check that out. Um, Rex Orange County, I believe is just Rex Orange County on all of his socials. Uh, RexOrangeCounty.com. I believe he's on tour for this album. They might all be on tour. I didn't really check that. Um, but if you are interested going forward, definitely check that out. 
Um, Redvale, I believe, is just at Redvale, R-E-D-V-E-I-L, Redvale.co. Excuse me, I burped. He's definitely the most underrated out of all of these three, by the way. Um, doesn't really have too many songs over millions of streams. Um, but then you have Corona. You can just look up Corona. I'm sure it'll come up. Don't try to do virus afterwards. That might be a bit of a giveaway. Um, but yeah, that is episode 85 in the books. Um, you will have Mike and Joe back next week, I swear. I promise that they will be back. I will see their beautiful faces. It might be a virtual episode just because um, they're still at school doing other stuff, but we will be bringing a couple of bangers to the table. Um, I guess, I'm not sure the order of the two episodes, but I will do my episode that I'm doing uh, first, since I know what it is. Um, I will be doing that album right there, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar, the 2012 release. Um, I wanted to do all of the Kendrick Lamar albums in order. We did Section 80 a while ago, and I wanted to do this one also because he has an album coming out soon. Um, I will not be doing that album immediately. I really want to, um, but I wanted to do them in order because I think that's really important. So this is the next one in the list, and it is a freaking banger. So get ready for that. And to pair with that, we have the collaboration, I believe, between Fat Orange Cat and Abomination Brew Co. I have it right here. It is called Evil Orange Cat. Um, I'm very excited to try this. It is a West Coast-style IPA. It is 9% alcohol by volume. Um, I wanted to try this out because there's a bit of a West Coast style, and obviously Kendrick Lamar is from Compton, and that is kind of his persona. I feel like they would play well together. So um, get excited for that. Um, I tried one of them before. They are very, very good. So we will see how the boys like it as well. But that is going to do it for me tonight. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. I really do appreciate it. Um, thank you for letting me do these kind of things by myself. It is just fun for a music nerd to talk about favorite albums of his. Um, so if you want to hear more of me being a music nerd talking about music that I like, go listen to our other previous episodes. We have almost 100. We're at 85. We're very close to episode 100. I'm very excited for that one as well. But go check out the back catalog. We have a lot, a lot of really cool, interesting ideas and albums that we've tried before in the past. They are very interesting. Um, I'm very proud of them, so um, go check those out. And yeah, um, Hobbs and Boss podcast on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all these other kind of social media platforms we're streaming live on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, um, pretty much everywhere you get your podcast now. I know we added a whole lot of them. Um, so if you can get a podcast on it, you can probably find us there. Just search Hops and Bops Podcast, and you will find it there. So thank you guys for watching. For the ghosts of Mike and Joe, I am Tom, and we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you.